feel like we should have known this already Were we even taught this at all? Welcome to Will This Be On The Test. I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk about some things we should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes, like, a lot of stuff happens in a week or two, two weeks. weeks. It's been... A lot of stuff has happened. It's been a couple of weeks of up and ups and downs. Um, yeah. So I'm. I, this is one of the times where I'm really glad we do do two weeks between episodes. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, Ukraine is going on right now. Yeah, that is, oh, it's so, it's a lot of things. It's not, not, not much of it's good. However, like I am pleasant, I am very pleased that you, that Ukraine is holding out against Russian invasion. Yeah, I heard you about to say pleasantly surprised, but yeah. it's not even that. It's because like, we know, we've known Ukrainians in the past. Yeah. You don't fuck with Ukrainians. Oh, no. Um, I know it's probably, that probably sounds like a stereotype, I guess, but... They are, they're, they're kind and they're tough. Um, yeah. Everyone that we've met anyway. And the photos and the stories are backing that up. Now, we are fully aware that some of this might be propaganda um, because that's just how it works. And this, is, that would be, this would be the kind of propaganda that would be like, keep fighting. We're doing great. But I do believe that they are doing great. Yeah. And we know for sure that the Russians are not beating them yet. Although mm. they have gotten some word out from like the nuclear plants where the workers like no we're being held at gunpoint we are hostages like they're like we'd keep i'm sure they would keep working regardless because people need power and this is a nuclear plant they don't need to be doing it at gunpoint that fire at the nuclear plant was that's the nuclear plant horrifying about yeah and there's also uh by the way chernobyl still an active power plant yes i know i didn't know that well yeah like i I say i know i didn't know i didn't know that until this week like yeah I I'm was, surprised they let those insta tourists in because yeah. it's an active one. I know, well, I don't think it's like it's. I don't know the exact situation, but it's still producing power. I just think it's it's one of the situations like yeah, we can still work. It'll still work. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like we should add Ukraine to a, our list of places to visit in the future once. Yeah. Um, once it's possible. Once it's possible. Once it's as safe as it's going to be. I'm curious to see how this all shakes out for Russia in the long run. Yeah. Um. Because our relations with Russia is, not, is something I never really learned about in school. Yeah, same here. Like, especially modern relations with Russia. Because all we learned about was, like, JFK. And then for us, like, history classes stopped then because our teachers remembered that shit. So they yeah. assumed we knew it too. Which I'm See, guess- I, I don't think it's that so much as, because um, I've taught history, being told to teach something you remember and you look in the textbook and you know it's like right now with everything going on, I've been talking, I've t- I mentioned this before, what will the textbooks look like? What will the textbooks say we did? Like, because one of the things I know they say about 9-11 is that our country unified. Yeah. We unified against certain groups of people and that part gets left out. Like we had friends who either were from the Middle East or looked like they are from the Middle East. Can you hear my and, eye roll? And they were getting screamed at. Their homes were being, and businesses were being vandalized. Like, yeah. These are what, this is what we remember. Um, yes, we do remember the country kind of unifying in certain ways, but... Making a dramatic shift towards the conservative. <laughs> yeah, and watching the people we loved be hurt by it. Um, so it wasn't all sunshine and roses as America afterwards. And we still see this kind of anger towards people from the Middle East today. 
Um, which I, you know, that's not the topic of the episode. No, it's not. Um, and then there was a, uh, attempted, well, we actually don't know what was going to happen, but there was a gun brought into a school near us. Uh-huh. Um, all we know is that the student brought it in his backpack. Someone found out, someone went to the office, they took it seriously and the assistant principal, the SRO and the student all got shot. No one died. The student never made it. Well, the student did make it farther into the school, which makes me, and he only had a handgun, which makes me think that he likely had a single target in mind. Also, the statistics back that up based on his background. Um, and also that uh, either that or he was carrying it for purposes of protection against something that was going on at the school. Yeah. That school, Olathe East, has had so many tragedies in the last few years. Um, so many suicides, so many things that don't... I, I used to teach nearby and things that don't make the news, but the teachers all know about. Olathe East has had so many tragedies and we don't know why. Like, yeah. we don't know what is up with that particular school. Um, and it's because it's more than the other schools in the area, more than the other schools in the district. And they aren't... Ex- they, it's not like they're a, a school where that... Sh- statistically would be happening so that was really hard for me and that happened on my birthday um because i knew i knew people who worked there i knew kids who attended there that was hard for me hey this is a great segue to talk about something less soul-crushingly depressing your birthday yes i am 36 now which feels weird we're both old um i posted on facebook that i didn't get to really have my 20s and so i feel like i'm doing my 20s now but in a 36 year old body i woke up this morning going oh you can't eat like you're 21 anymore yeah that's the first thing she said (laughs) and this is my stomach hurts and the cat immediately took that as a prompt to land on her Yep, but Austin uh, decorated the house with Riverdale decorations, and I finally got my red string crime-solving slash conspiracy theory board. I can see the—I'm actually looking at the perfect spot to hang it up right now. I think that's a good spot for it, yeah. I just need to figure out what I'm going to solve, so if anybody out there has a suggestion about what to solve, I'm all about it. Um, Like, my mystery, the one that I would love to solve the most, is the Sour Children— but I, I truly believe that would have been solvable if they had dug more deeply into hypnosis for the children. So do you want to hear my uh, theory, my conspiracy theory? Sure. If you look into it, Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour is about the sour children. Spelled differently. It's encoded. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. If we play it backwards, we find out if all the answers. If we play it backwards, she knows the answers. Why aren't you telling this openly, Olivia? <laughs> Um, the another thing we've been talking about is Austin going on his first ever solo trip. I know. And you wanted to plan it for our anniversary. It's like, hey, why don't you go on this week? It's like, um, that's our anniversary. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. It's like, rid of me. I have a really good memory, but I don't tend to apply it to the future or even the pre- I forgot my birthday was this week. Um which I also got you an ice cream cake. Yes, and it says Matisse on it because I've said multiple times, fucking Matisse. She hates Matisse so much. It's His and art is stuff I would have gotten Fs on in middle school. And I, I wanted to put fucking Matisse on the ice cream cake, but I thought, no, they probably won't appreciate this or no, allow, allow it. The teenagers and their parents who were working there uh, would no. not have appreciated that. They were so cute. Um, so if you have any suggestions for where Austin should go on a solo trip, uh, remembering COVID is going on, 
And part of the reason he wants to do it is to have a little peace and quiet, but still have internet access. I want, to play, I want to sit down and play video games uninterrupted for more than an hour. Is that too much to ask? From me, probably. Although if you tell me, like, I want to sit down and play, I'm like, I'll be like, sweet, because I'll go into the bedroom and, like, read a book or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, and then the other thing is we are watching the season finale of Love is Blind. <gasps> we are not going to give any spoilers, but this... Oh, man. Shayna was more Jessica than Jessica. Yes, Shayna. I need Shayna to show back up at any of the weddings. I don't care which one. It's you know what? <laughs> if she's on cameo, maybe we can get her to renew our vows. <laughs> no, it's like, and then there's you know one that we just watch. And we're like, you seem mean. Like two of them actually just yeah. seem mean. And then um, there's oh god, Shane, who we thought was crazy, has turned out being like the most stable and chill one out of all of the guys. In our opinion, although there is, opinion. there are still some. There's still Iffy some stuff. There are some red flags, but these are like little red flags, not like giant waving banners across not, the sky. Not I don't believe in evolution red flags. God. We are not telling you who said that, but we both were like leave, leave, leave to the other person. Uh-huh. Um, we have screamed at the TV a few times. Like, yeah. We have a reality TV problem. Austin used to make it's fun of me. It's not a problem. Austin used to make fun of me because he'd be like, why are you watching this trash? I'm like, you just need to sit down and watch it with me and you will understand. And he understands. It is it is garbage, but it is watchable garbage. It makes you feel great about your own life. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think we've covered most everything we needed to cover uh, from the last couple of weeks. This is an Austin-centric episode today. I know. He has a pretty in-depth topic that is in a... Its it, own way, it's topical. Yeah, it um, it wasn't topical when I started researching it, but then it suddenly kind of became topical again. Yeah, and it's something um, Austin talks about learning like all the way through JFK in school. I never got that far in school because back then there was no standardization across the U.S. So I learned about the Civil War several times. I learned about the World Wars at least once. I never once learned about Korea. Never once learned about Vietnam. Like you don't really learn about Korea. You learn that it happened, but you don't learn really anything that happened in the Korean War. Like, and I learned about Martin Luther King, but not about any of the other people yeah. who are running that. Like, it was my history education was patchy at best, and I learned about U.S. history almost every year because the years that Kansans learned about any world history were years I didn't live here. So yeah, I'm going to get started this week because I'm because like, you know, sometimes we learn about things in school and they simply just cover one big pivotal moment and act like it all ended there. Kind like, of like slavery. Ki- yeah, kind of like how like, oh, Civil War's over, slavery's done, but we didn't learn about all of the other things Juneteenth. going on. Juneteenth. Or like, you know, it, like how we learned basically that MLK gave his I have a dream speech and just like that, racism was over forever. Mm-hmm. Or how an asteroid hit the Earth and the dinosaurs died and cavemen immediately took over. Things like this. I've never been clear on how anything worked with that. I don't think anybody yeah. is, though. And it's like, you know, some, sometimes for simplification, we leave out important details with things that were complex and took time. We make it seem like there is a pivotal moment that changed things. And I think that's a bit of a disservice to our education. It's It makes us think that big social changes just happen overnight and they don't have these messy, messy edges and these transitions and like little infighting and differences that cause things to happen. Yeah, Austin and I were talking the other day about how we have lived through so many once-in-a-lifetime events that have repeated. Uh-huh. And it's going to skip from, you know, Columbine 
over all the rest of the school shootings until they find the one that ends them. And we lived through, you know, 9-11. They're not going to talk about how then we were just kind of at war but forgot about it for 20 years. Yeah, we're we're at war for 20 years and no one talked about it. And, like, there wasn't even a winner. Like, we don't know what We just kind of... We just left? kind of left and nothing changed, and that's super Well, no, depressing. things changed because the Taliban was like, all right, bitches, we're back. And also... <laughs> we're back, but we're social media savvy now. Also, we've forgotten about that. When was the last time you heard about that? Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm covering one of those things, and it's more, and it's kind of recent. And by kind of recent, I mean 30 years ago. But frankly, I'm going to consider that kind of recent because half of the things I talk about start off with Pliny the Elder loudly declaring <laughs> that bees are a type of bird born from corruption or other some such Roman nonsense. Uh, that is not nonsense. Prove to me that that is not true. Okay. I think you might be onto something here. Pliny is wisdom. Pliny so, like, knows all. 30 years ago in the scope of what we t- cover is pretty recent. It's not just me being older and refusing to acknowledge that time has passed in this situation. Yeah, we were alive for this, right? We were alive for this. Yeah. And, of course, in light of some recent invasions that happened while I was researching this, it might be a good time to talk about the USSR and the Cold War. Yeah, I am so confused by all of this. And I don't know about you, but I still had textbooks that had the USSR in them growing up. And we had to, like, talk about that in school. Like, this is non-existent anymore, but they won't buy us new textbooks. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the fall of the Berlin Wall. I never learned anything about that other than what I've seen on TV. Because, yeah, this is just one of those things that we learn about that was just made to look incredibly simple. I swear to God, like my hand to God, this was covered in a single one-page insert in a high school textbook. And most of that one page was a photo, photo of Ronald Reagan saying, tear down this wall. And then Germany said, oh, why didn't we think of that? And they reunited as a country. And it was all over. And isn't Kennedy there? Or no, is that Kennedy, was, else? Kennedy was there 30 years ago saying, I am a Berliner. But in fact, saying, I am a jelly donut. That's not true. That's a, no, that that, is, an I, ur- that eek, is an urban legend. No, that is not. That, I, that is, I'm snoping that right now. He said, ich bin ein Berliner. Yes. And they understood what he meant. But grammatically, he said, I am a jelly donut. But, you know, the people in Berlin also speaking English and understanding that he doesn't speak English said, okay, I understand what he meant. Did John F. Kennedy proclaim himself to be a jelly donut Uh, on Snopes? False. No! Uh Uh-huh. Ich bin ein Berliner. Um, Rumors began that he had a grammatical error and referred to himself not as a citizen of Berlin, but rather a German confection similar to a jelly donut. Um, misconception. Oh, the New York Times is the one who decided God to do damn this. damn it, New York Times. Just like they did with the Kitty Genovese uh, bystander effect case. Um, there is a pastry known as a Berliner, and uh, the use of Ein is the issue, but yeah, they wouldn't normally say it that way is basically what it comes down to. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically that is a... An urban legend, there probably was a grammatical error in it, but not one that changed the meaning. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, my dearest comma, Angelica. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So, yeah. So, as you might guess, based on my lengthy preamble, like, the fall of the Berlin Wall is a situation much more complex than a demented old man coming up and telling Germany to get rid of a wall. Can we have somebody say that about our wall that we kind of started building? Oh, I get there. I get there. Don't worry about it. So, yeah, and of course, before I start this, because this is something that 
wasn't really covered when we were in high school, and I have no idea if it's even remotely covered by anyone's school at any point. I'm going to give a little context for what happened leading up to the Berlin Wall and what it was and all of that stuff. So in 1945, after World War II, Germany got split up as, as part of the Potsdam Agreement between uh, the rest of the allies, allies and the USSR. Basically, it split Germany uh, into the territory that was conquered, and also it split Berlin in half, even though that was well within the Soviet-occupied territory. And so uh, America and the Allies were running half of Berlin, and it was like this little bubble inside of the rest of East Germany. And uh, so in an effort to keep spies out, uh, keep citizens from defecting to the West— and to limit the corruption caused by decadent Western culture, in 1961, the East German government built a wall in Berlin between East and West Berlin. This was also a part of a larger border fence and heavily patrolled border across all of the Soviet states and part and that were part of the USSR. Uh, now, there are dozens of really cool stories about the Berlin Wall that are worth hearing, like daring escapes, spies doing all sorts of crazy shit, tragic deaths as armed guards along the wall shot people trying to escape and cross mm-hmm. over, and just so many secret tunnels were dug by both sides going across this wall. Like, sometimes they accidentally dug into another tunnel that was already existing that they didn't know about. And, hell, in 1979, two families in... East Berlin secretly built a hot air balloon and floated over the wall in the dead of night. That's amazing. Literally built a fucking balloon out of cloth scraps and floated over the wall. Like anything I've ever learned about this is from historical fiction. I love historical fiction, like well-researched historical fiction, not the like fantasy Mm -hmm. type. And some of, I learned about some of those, like, trying to cross over legally and not so legally in this historical fiction. So, but I'm going to talk about how it finally came down. Like, again, if you want to, like, you can read stuff about this. It was, a lot of stuff happened. Like, across the spectrum of stuff. It's, it's a topic worth studying. But I'm going to talk about how it finally came down. And for starters, we're going to go back to what I learned in that textbook. Uh, And this is not just me hating good old Jelly Beans Reagan. Uh, His speech in which he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can't do a a Reagan impression to save my life. He kind of turned into JFK there because I'm bad at impressions. He did. That was JFK. That was JFK. It was hardly a blip on the news when it happened. I feel like you need to like jiggle your like cheeks while you That's Nixon. Nixon. Okay. Maybe maybe Ronald Reagan kind of sounded like this. Yes. There we yes. go. Mr. Gorbachev. I, I can't do it. Now that turned into Trump. Turned into Trump. <laughs> I'm just running the gamut of like Nixon, Nixon, Trump, and Reagan. I'm just hitting all the bad presidents. Just go, I say from now on, whenever you quote a president, just go Australian because that's what all your accents now, eventually it, turned into. Hey, Mr. Gorbachev, why don't you just uh, tear down that wall? There we go. Now, it was hardly a blip on the news. Like it didn't matter. Like it was barely covered. Like it's like he's in he's in Germany and he gave a speech and that was it. Like there was actually a fifty thousand person protest in West Berlin about his coming to the city. They did not like Reagan. Okay. They thought he was a like provocative force that yeah, was putting them all in danger. Remind me which side we were on. Was it east west. or west? Okay, west. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. The uh, basically America was West Germany and West Berlin. And the USSR was East Germany and East Berlin. Yeah, and they're still kind of 
separate in a weird way. Like, nope. Uh, in terms of, I think, population size. Um, yeah, a li- there has definitely been some long-term effects. Because uh, I know uh, Germany has told Ukraine, it's like, East Germany's open to you. Like, come, yeah. we've got we've got space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been there, there's like been some like generational like differences between the two areas, but like it's it is slowly returning to the mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his his 1987 speech didn't really get any attention until 1989 when the wall started coming down and Germany started to unify. It had been ignored for two years until it started to happen. Then this soundbite of him was all over the news because like yeah. He caused this. Look at what America did. People thought it was all simultaneous. Yeah. And we really, it was taught like it was all simultaneous, but it was not. There is another story about what found the wall, and I think it's way better. It was the power of rock and roll brought (laughs) down the Berlin Wall. I know. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, specifically, I'm going to talk about three titans of music from the late 80s. Like the, the big names themselves. We're talking David Bowie. Bruce Springsteen, and quite possibly the most legendary performer to come out of this era, David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. The Hoff. Is Bruce Springsteen the one who's recently been getting himself into trouble? I mean, probably. He's always been a, like, Bruce Springsteen has always been very politically involved and is... Conservative. Liberal to the extreme. Okay, then it's not him that I'm thinking of. There's somebody who's... Mm -hmm. He's uh, very liberal and also very critical of America. Yeah, there's someone who's... Very conservative that pe- that people were surprised by, I think. But yeah, yeah um, David Hasselhoff, if you have never seen him perform the role of Jekyll and Hyde in the musical Jekyll and Hyde, I highly recommend trying to find a copy of this because it is glorious. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to kind of go through this chronologically because I'm talking about three specific concerts. And we're going to start with David Bowie. You know, um, the guy from Labyrinth. You know, he's got the eyes, very androgynous, like, you know, like bisexual before it was cool. But also not like he was. Yeah, he was who he was. Yeah, I think he he was was, unapologetically David Bowie. Yeah, I feel like he was more just, you know, whatever he felt at the moment is what he was. And a full two weeks before Ronald Reagan came into Berlin and gave his speech, Bowie had done a concert and his concert was still dominating the news as an American president came to West Berlin. And it's like, he was a big cultural figure there. He'd done several concerts in Berlin and his uh, very famous song, Heroes. You know, the, We can be heroes just for one day. Yeah. It was actually about two lovers meeting at the Berlin Wall, desperately trying to be together. It's like, he even covers it. It's like, you know, you were standing there against the wall. Yep. And as the bullets rained over our heads, we kissed as though nothing could fall. Yeah, just, I think I got the lyrics a little bit wrong there. I was trying to memorize it. Yeah. Just to make sure you guys know what song it is because we aren't violating any copyright. It was literally about the Berlin Wall and a couple of very public instances where someone had tried to cross over and had been shot. Yeah, that happened in one of the historical fiction books I read. Yeah. And so in 1987, he was performing this song in Berlin. And on top of it all, not only was it loud enough that you could hear it in East Berlin because he was right next to the wall. I thought I I remembered something like that. He also secured the rights to broadcast the entire concert. Which was unusual at the time because music companies didn't want people recording this. Uh-huh. It uh, absolutely got recorded. You can listen to this concert right now. It's on YouTube. That's one of the things that that person's in trouble for. Um, somebody recorded a concert of theirs and released the album. And he charged some lady on eBay. Like, he went after her for like $6 million. Ugh, who knows? 
I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking Obviously about. Obviously wasn't David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. He's dead. Yes. So, yeah, he, over the radio. And you couldn't really jam the radio. And people all over Germany had radios. So they were able to listen to this David Bowie concert in secret. And also, like, they were gathering around the Berlin Wall trying to hear it. And the East German government did not like this. And they cracked down hard on the people who were gathering to listen to this concert. Like, there were weeks of unrest, and it really disillusioned the East German youth with their government. It made it look like the government were so afraid of a song that they had to violently crack down on people just trying to hear a concert. Mm -hmm. It made them look weak and just kind of out of touch. Yeah, we can always kind of rely on the youth to get the full spec, like the full picture of things. Because when you grow up under something in a weird way, it makes you... Like, you'd think that it would indoctrinate you, yeah. but it's not in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like, look what Austin and I grew up under, yeah, and we're like... And you kind of saw a little bit of this when I was talking about book bannings, in which, like, you know, people's books getting banned is what drove them to a high level of popularity. Mm-hmm. Like, you crack down on this stuff, it's just good. It it backfires. It backfires 99% of the time. And don't mess with the youths. They know what's yeah. up. And so then we're going to go on to the next concert, which was Bruce Springsteen. Now... Like, if you're trying to find a better symbol of America, I don't think you could find a better symbol of, like, American rock and roll in the late 80s than you could with Bruce Springsteen. Like, it's like, there's an al- the album cover of Born in the USA is literally Bruce Springsteen's ass in a pair of blue jeans against an American flag. Uh-huh. He's it's got like, a, he's got a handkerchief coming out of the back pocket. Yeah, it's like, because he's a working man. And so it's Bruce Springsteen. Like, he is American rock and roll. He is the physical embodiment of American rock and roll. From the 80s, anyway. From the 80s. And, like, you know, it's just like blue jeans, electric guitar, just a general sexiness, the whole package. And so naturally, he was exactly the kind of thing that you would think of as corrupting Western culture that was explicitly banned in East Germany. Oh, yeah. But, weirdly, due to an increasing unrest amongst the the youth in East Berlin... The Communist Youth Party invited Springsteen to play a concert, and they got permission for it from the German secret police. <laughs> now, the, they justified it by saying, hey, Bruce Springsteen was working class, and his, mu- his music was hard and unadorned songs about the shady side of American reality, and he attacks the injustice and social injustice of his homeland. Is he also Little Pink Houses? That's John Mellencamp. Okay. Yeah. So... Because Born in the USA does not cre- does not paint a great picture of life in America. It is about a just disillusioned American after the Vietnam War trying to fit into a society he doesn't understand anymore, and that is just indifferent towards him. Yeah, we if you actually listen to the lyrics of a lot of songs and not just you know bop along, like think about um, obviously this is no way the same thing, but blurred lines. We were all like, this is a bop, and then it's like, wait a second. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it, by the way, it baffles me that conservative politicians will play Born in the USA as, like, pump-up music at their rallies. I remember they also are pretending to all be working class and not yeah. like they were raised in giant-ass mansions. I know. It just baffles me. And and by the way, uh, like, in, so in 1888, in 1988, he performed what <laughs> Rolling Stone called the most politically significant rock concert in history. 100,000 tickets were sold, but 300,000 people attended. So it's like the opposite of when all the youths bought up the tickets for Trump rallies and yeah. no one showed up. <laughs> youths! Youths. Yeah. Uh, 
the police actually had to open up the gates and all the barricades and like, literally tear them down to prevent people from dying trying to cram themselves into hearing this concert. So also like the opposite of a Travis Scott concert. The, uh, the polar opposite. So, by the way, this is also what we like to call in the business foreshadowing. What business is that? <laughs> the podcast business. It's like, look look at that. Oh, they're having to tear down this wall because of this rock concert. It's very... Like, you know, it's foreshadowing of what was going to come in, like, a year. How do you feel like Bruce Springsteen remembers this? Like, what do you think he thinks about when he, like, has this memory pop into his head? It's probably, it's like, I'm a fucking that, badass. Or, that was a weird day. It's like, well, it's like, <laughs> I, during his concert, though, he did uh, make a statement that he, a line that he had, uh, had translated and memorized in phonetic German. And it was, it was translated, I am not for or against a government. I've come to play rock and roll for you in the hopes that one day all barriers will be torn down. And did he say anything about jelly donuts? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so the concert did not did not have the effect the East German government thought it would. It in fact led to increased demand for reunif- reunification and the opening of the borders between East and West Germany. Uh, by the way, and in 18, 18 months after this, the border was reopened. Mm-hmm. So it was right at that time. So he was right at the the cusp of this, and he was one of the big public voices calling for it in the country where you could not publicly call for this. Like, he didn't live there. What are they going to no. do? Yeah. Are they going to go after one of America's superstars? Like, no, they can't. That's like, a bad idea. They were mad, but they couldn't do anything about it. So mm-hmm. he just got to go back to America and be like, hey, um, I won the Cold War with music, bitches. And, of course, we can't talk about modern Germany right now without talking about this third musician, the living legend, David Hasselhoff. Now, depending on how old you are, you might remember him from his TV show, Knight Rider, in which he drove around fighting crime in a talking car. Kit. Kit. Or you might know him as the male lead of Baywatch. That is what I know him as, believe it or not. I watched Baywatch as an elementary schooler. (laughs) Yeah, the show most famous for... um, Pamela Anderson running. Pamela Anderson running in slow motion. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Carmen Electra. Running in slow motion. I think it was Carmen. Oh, by the way, all of them in bathing suits. Uh, Yasmin Bleef. Running, running in, in slow, slow motion, motion in a bathing suit along the beach. Or you might know him as a reality TV show judge. Uh, yeah, he got so mad. I will never forget this. It was this drag queen who really didn't actually have any talent, but I loved them so much because they were just out there being like, hello, I am me. And there was nothing happening. My talent is being amazing. Gaze um, upon it. And he got so mad that this person got moved to the next round that he stood up, walked off the stage, went into his dressing room, was there for at least 20 minutes and came out high as a kite for the rest of the show it youtube this guys it is something else and speaking of youtube you might also recognize him from the viral video where he was the drunk guy on the floor wrestling with a cheeseburger i forgot about that yeah but in germany he is a musical legend or oh, oh of course who can forget jekyll and hyde I forgot. I didn't even. I, didn't, I don't. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not seen it. It is. I've heard about it. I knew it existed. It is, but bizarre. I forgot about it. Jekyll and Hyde's a great musical, guys. Like it's it's actually good, and David Hasselhoff can actually sing. Yeah. The musical itself, the way that production is done, watch it, enjoy it. Don't find it representative of the musical. Yeah. So yeah, he is a musical legend in Germany, and a concert he played in Berlin is how he became just enduringly famous and i'm gonna say say an icon in germany Mm -hmm. uh so he was all hasselhoff had his show knight rider had just gotten canceled 
and decided, I'm going to try and launch a musical career. But his kind of, like, singing and his kind of techno style didn't really resonate with Americans. Well, and also, like, these people who played tough guys, it, their music, like, Bruce, no, um, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is a talented singer, tried to launch a music career, and it was just weird to people because mm-hmm. he's, like, you know, action star Bruce Willis. You don't expect him to be singing kind of pop rock. Yeah. So he didn't, it, like, didn't take off in America, but it's resonated with the German-speaking world. Like, he was a huge hit in Switzerland, Austria, and Germany. Like, they loved Hasselhoff. Yeah, uh, when Austin was first mentioning potentially doing this topic, I was like, oh, you mean when uh, David Hasselhoff saved Germany? And Austin was like, do you mean Bruce Springsteen? I'm like, no, I mean David, David Hasselhoff. Bo- I said, you mean David Bowie. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, David Hasselhoff. He was, like, there that you can watch it. Because I had actually just seen some stuff about it. I was like, you can watch him do these bizarro interviews. But yeah, he was like there performing yeah. and Austin was like, well, now I have to do this. Yeah. So yeah. So he was already this huge sensation. And when he was on his European tour, uh, he and he made it to Berlin, Hasselhoff joked that he wanted to do a concert on the Berlin Wall. Uh-huh. So they thought, you know what? We can do this. So they did. He was lifted up on a platform on a crane over the wall, and he sang his hit song, Looking for Freedom, literally dangling above the Berlin Wall to a massive crowd on both sides. And honestly, that is badass. Yeah, he was up there with his not-quite-a-mullet, his piano-key scarf, and a light-up jacket. Yeah. Yeah, guys, seriously YouTube this. It is amazing and they just lift him up over the wall and you can see him like just dodge a thrown firework mid-performance and keep going like it was a wild crowd yeah it's like the opposite of adele dazim uh botching let it go because she was so thrown off by being called adele dazim so yeah he just kept and he just sang this he didn't even sing the entire song he just sang a portion of this song on new year's eve of uh, 1989 and just that was that was it and this is what germans see as the symbolic end of the east germany west germany divide mm-hmm. like he is in national museums mm-hmm. right up there with heads of state mm-hmm. like he is hugely important so like after all of this talking about these concerts it should seem pretty obvious that reagan had little to do with german reunification and it was the power of rock and roll that brought down the physical representation of the di- divide between Eastern and Western Europe at the end of the Cold War, right? It was not. No, nothing does. Uh, I have spent this entire time telling you another expansive myth simplifying a complex situation. All, I mean, all of this is true. All of the all music of happened. True. but All of this happened. The myth part is that this but saved, an, this it saved was, everything. It was an influence, but it was not the influence. The reality is way more boring. Uh, Western popular culture had little to do with the fall of the Berlin Wall. Really, Western influence in general had little effect. It was almost entirely internal forces that drove the collapse of the Soviet Union and the reunification of Germany. The reality was that the economic situation in East Germany wasn't great. The entire economy in the Soviet Union had been fairly stagnant for the entire 80s. Meanwhile, in, in America and the Western world, things were booming to an extent. Like, things were on a pretty pretty expansive growth. And 
Also, the officials in East Germany were refusing to capitulate on demands for reform and openness in the Communist Party. Excellent use of capitulate. Yeah. And it's uh, Gorbachev had been calling for, like, uh, basically a reform and openness because things were very secretive, things weren't talked about, and, like, things were just, like, done not for people, but in a kind of a secretive, closed-off way, so no one knew what was going on. Okay, so at the time, Gorbachev was president. Uh, the Russian, pre- I think, premier. I'm not sure if he was president. And Putin worked for him? Yeah. Yeah, Putin was like his second-in-command? He was... Uh, somewhere up high. He was a high-ranking official in the KGB. I'm not sure of his exact title. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was... So he was calling for all of this, but... And he also was calling for, like, an end of Russian control over their satellite states in Eastern Europe. He said it wanted local control over this. But the East government, the East German government wasn't wanting to make any changes, even though the people there were demanding more openness and just a more uh, – they, they were calling specifically for socialism with a human face. Meanwhile, the German government, with a very strong military presence and a very strong secret police force, were not wanting to make any changes. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep everything the same. Meanwhile, in neighboring countries like Hungary – uh, they were opening their borders with Austria so people could go and like basically flee. And Germany still had open borders with Hungary. So people were fleeing through Hungary, to through Germany to Hungary, then to Austria where they could go into West Germany. How does secret police work? Like, they're not being so secret if they all knew about the secret police. They know about the, they just didn't know who the secret police members were. And basically, like any dissent or pro, like, you know, all there's so many reasons you can get arrested and it'd be in secret. There wouldn't be trials. You'd just be snatched off the streets. Do you think we have secret police? We absolute police. How do I know you're not one of them? You have no way of knowing I'm not one of them. How do I know you're not one of them? Because I talk constantly and it would have come out by now. I feel like that's the perfect cover. And I'm aggressively honest. I'm compulsively honest. The perfect cover. I think you definitely are a member of the secret police now. Maybe I don't know I'm a member of the secret police and I need to have some kind of code. Ha- like, uh, I watched Firefly because Austin's like, there's this character named River who reminds me of you. Yep. So maybe I need to have my trigger song or whatever play. Well, if you, with as much as you talk, you probably would have said your trigger phrase by now. Maybe it doesn't work if I say it. Maybe. Maybe I need someone to actually say I'm a jelly donut correctly in German for it to work. Ich bin Berliner? I have no idea. Okay. So yeah. And of course, by the time like the German government realized, oh shit, we need to, we need to make some changes. Otherwise, we are going to be just completely out of power. They made some changes, but it was too late. In November of 1989, the Berlin Wall fell after uh, the government resigned and a new government was installed. And immediately overthrown, and it was—it's like they were call, and they were calling for uh, free movement between East and West Germany, and it was kind of allowed. And it was during this time that Hasselhoff, like literally less, like about a month and a half after this, he had his New Year's Eve concert. And of course, while this was all going on, uh, there was pretty rapid change. Like this is one of the situations where change did come rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, free elections were demanded, and they were actually scheduled for May of 1990, but because of just the sheer demand for it in East Germany, they actually pushed them all up to March 14th. So there was national elections, and during this, a pro-unification, pro-NATO government was elected, and they immediately called for German reunification and joining NATO. Mm-hmm. And it was like the reunification literally happened like very quickly. It took less than a year. Like in May, after that, the two countries had reached an economic merger, and East Germany had adopted the German mark as their currency. 
They had like they're forming economic ties, and by October third, nineteen ninety, East Germany had officially joined the Federal Republic of Germany and fully adopted their constitution. Are they still called that? Yeah, they're the Federal Republic of Germany. Hmm. Yeah, it, less than a year. So this is one of the situations where there was a pretty rapid change once it started, but the causes of it were decades in the making. And the youths. The youths. So that's it. That's the fall of the Berlin, Berlin Wall. Why, not, do, why do they call it the fall? It's not like it just kind of fall, fell over. It, like people, it was knocked over. There are very famous videos of people like tearing it down, but that was after the, the borders had been officially opened. And then like there were some videos of citizens spontaneously tearing it down. But mostly it was done in an orderly fashion by construction crews. Because remember, it's still Germany. Yeah, and it was a decision that was made. Yeah. But people did go there because, you know, it's you feel empowered now. Like, yeah. you're, you're ready and you want to be a part of this. And it looked like Germany was like, you know what? We get it. Yeah, we get it. And people took home chunks of it. and Yeah. You can still find chunks of it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, it was not... A old man with Alzheimer's giving a speech that nobody cared about until year, until two years after he gave it and said, look, he was right. Mm-hmm. Or it was not a triumph of rock and roll, literally tearing down borders and uniting the world with song. But it was a decade of economic and internal social pressure forcing a change on a conservative government that was not representing its people. Hmm. Which is probably why American schools focus on Reagan's speech. What what with America being run by an out-of-touch conservative oligarchy that is doing everything in its power to prevent the majority from having power by using voter suppression and gerrymandering. And don't forget that the majority of textbooks come out of Texas. Yeah. Um, which is, and it's not, you know, the, it, they aren't fair and balanced textbooks. They aren't, because it's not like, yeah, historians are involved. Like, yeah. they're, and they're like, this is what happened. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. Um, they don't get final say. Mm-hmm. That is chosen the final versions are done, if I understand it, by a committee of non-historians and non-educators, kind of like the people who are trying to say that teachers need to publish all of their lesson plans now and like, what? turn them into NFTs. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, which makes me think that the only difference is that our uh, symbolically shitty border wall is tearing itself down <laughs> instead of having to have like orderly construction crews do it for us. It's the Mexico border fence thing, literally <laughs> falling down. There's the entire segments of it that have just collapsed in less than a year. Yeah, which I think says a lot about how much confidence that the builders had in that this was going to stay up. It wasn't worth them using their best materials or a lot of their yeah. time. Um, they were more like trying to show Trump, look, we're making fast progress so that he wouldn't get pissed. Um, because that should, there should have been almost none built. And there still yeah. isn't a ton. No, but... it's... Like they were, trying, they were going, was built. they were going fast, not efficient. Um, and you know what? They were getting paid. Yeah, they knew it wasn't going to last. So, so uh, by the way, <clears throat> we were talking about this, but if you want to see a segment of the Berlin Wall, uh, pieces of it are in museums and collections and government buildings all over the world. Like I was looking at a list of places they are. Like there's like five chunks within like easy driving distance of us right now. Yeah, and people sell them on eBay. It's kind of hard to, like, verify that's uh-huh. what they are, of course, but yeah. they are legal to buy and sell. And it's like, yeah, the German government has actually has a warehouse with, like, big segments of the of the Berlin Wall that they give as gifts. Yeah. Two places. So uh, it's a fairly safe bet that if you're in a place where you can listen to our podcast, you are probably a day trip away from seeing a portion of the Berlin Wall, like, easily. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is 
the German reunification of the Berlin Wall. Something we did not learn a lot about. I learned nothing. And then, of course, it must be, we must imagine that afterwards, it wasn't easy. It wasn't smooth sailing the whole oh, time. No. Like, you know, this were, is, even if the history books ended at this point and had all of that, they we would be left with believing. And then everything was hunky-dory and everyone got along. Yeah. And Yeah, there was like months of debate over whether they should write a new constitution mm-hmm. to unify the government or if they should just adopt the federal German it was a months-long debate. And, of course, there are people who thought that the wall never should have been torn down. People yeah. who actually did support the previous one. Like, that's, yeah. like, even if North Korea and South Korea were to eventually reunify, there are going to be people who liked the wall. It's the demilitarized and, zone. Yes, it's, you know it's what more I mean. Of a, it's more of a minefield than a wall. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Um, like, there are going to be people who liked North Korea one way or another. Yeah. So our sound, our recording cut out there. The secret police didn't want us to finish, but we have returned. And yeah. it's just in time for questions. Yes. Are you ready for questions after our untimely interruption? Damn the secret police. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Questions. Will Ronald Reagan's, the fact that Ronald Reagan's tear down this wall speech was mostly ignored until the wall was tore down two years later, completely independent of anything he said? Be on the test? Will that be on the test? Hell no. No, we're gonna we gotta take credit for it. Will the fact that Travis Scott has nothing on Bruce Springsteen and David Bowie when it comes to winding up a crowd be on the test? <sighs> and he also has nothing on them when it comes to crowd control. I don't think he intended and talent. For, I don't think he intended for people to die, but after this has happened before. They should have had yeah. a plan. I know. And will the fact that the former judge from America's Got Talent is considered to be more or less a German national hero beyond the test? 1,000%. You can never learn anything more important about Germany. Respect the Hoff. You know, I kind of dig him. He is he is who he is. Yeah, he's kind of like a punchline in America, but like seriously respected in Europe. Watch that this is stuff we actually said before the questions earlier and not after like we were thinking right now. So they're just you know hearing the same uh, stuff. We're funny. You can listen to us twice. Yeah, you can listen to us as many times as you want. You can also tell your friends to listen to us. You can rate, review, subscribe. Definitely review. The weirdest thing happened. We went from having 14 uh, iTunes ratings to 13. I wonder if one of them was a Russian bot on Twitter that got cut off the internet. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. So we need you guys to show up and uh, tell your friends to show up. Steal your uh, parents' phone and go and rate and review us because, you know... We're still, after all this time, we're still at that few reviews, and we've been doing this for a lot longer than a lot of podcasts. It's like, uh, the, t- the time we've been doing this podcast has been longer than it took for uh, Germany to reunite, so mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, and we also need your help, because when you type us in, a lot of times, we are not the first Will This Be On The Test podcast to appear, because the other one, which we have no problem with them, like, uh, but they... Popped up at the exact same time exact- we did. Exact same week we had been we had research we're like this doesn't exist we are going to title our we podcast had recorded this. episodes we, we had, were releasing them yeah we had done that um we already had like our domain we had everything and they have university funding yeah um they have not released an episode since 2019 though so guys we need y'all we need you to go rate review subscribe tell people to listen to get us above them now and I am still updating our website that I hope will help in the long run, but the biggest thing you can do is go on, give us that five-star rating on Apple. I keep hearing that they're going to take that away, which honestly, they probably should. Yeah. But 
you know, in the meantime, they're not doing anything else that lets you rate too. Rate it on that, oh, yeah. like uh, Podcast Republic lets you rate. And uh, just, you could just go, just go. Oh, Spotify does, but maybe don't listen to us on Spotify right now. Um, go and post on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok about how great we are. We are on TikTok at On yeah. the Test Pod. You can watch me get trapped in our haunted basement. You can watch a weird shit happen around me in our haunted basement. Um, you can watch me do DIY videos in our haunted you closet. You can watch uh, some videos of our cats being adorable, which is, okay, for me, I don't know what TikTok is for you, but it's 50% adorable animals and 50% Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, for me, it's a lot of actual education stuff. Um, I, can't remember, I can't remember his name, but he does the uh, the animal information pieces. Yeah. It's like Imdaye or something. Um, I like the ones that are comedic but informative like dr glaukenflecken where you learn a lot about the medical industry but he's playing these characters or that guy who cooks the old recipes yes um i love this i love the educational ones and i do put some educational stuff that's more related to us on there from time to time but mostly i'm on there and i didn't realize how fun it would be and you can sometimes see austin looking afraid in the background it's it's i'm usually afraid she is terrifying (laughs) yeah she's like a tornado with teeth no, that's a Sharknado. Oh. Um, so, you, well, you do, you did take Tara Reed's hand away from me. <laughs> yeah, Sharknado 2 spoilers. It's in a jar. Uh, yeah, so please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, um, tell an enemy who still might enjoy us, like whatever the case it's may true. be. It's maybe, true. Maybe we could do the <clears> thing <throat> that reunites your friendship with your enemy. Like East and West Germany. It's like an enemies to lovers arc, but reunited by love of our podcast. Yeah, you don't have to become lovers. It's really your choice. Although, uh, if you do, please let us know. Because, it's true. Um, we ship it. Yeah, we ship it. We ship it's it. It's like you are problematic faves. Oh, you know what I didn't talk about? Speaking of problematic, uh, our watching of the movie Black Christmas and then <gasps> the other Black Christmas, and we're going to be watching the third Black Christmas. Your mother is a... You're a gold-plated whore, mother. Yeah, these are... These are uh, slasher movies in sorority houses and i heard about them and i of course had to get all three of them from the library um oh that's the other thing from the library i got the emperor norton biography in i posted it on uh instagram and twitter it is a beautiful book and it's very readable um so if i find if i learn anything new we might have a part two we might have some snippets i might post it on tiktok uh, we are on the test pod on everything on yeah. Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Twitter is the easiest way to reach us, unless you want to leave a message for me in TikTok because I'm on there the most. But to be honest, I am too millennial to figure out their messaging system. Like everything's like, you've got new messages. And I'm like, I can't find these messages. It's like, Austin, where are my glasses? I need to respond to the TikToks. Actually, that's very true. And oh, speaking of library, um, I. I uh, took a Photoshop class recently and decided I was going to just put Bigfoot in the background of a library photo, and it ended up on the library's Facebook page. Yeah, it's so it's been an exciting couple of weeks. Um, don't watch Black Christmas if you are easily made uncomfortable, because that is what this does, is it's it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we're watching the third one later, because there are three of them, and they, I think, have the same plot in all it's, three. Like, they keep coming back to this well, and it's a weird well man well well like like it's a phrase it's a commonly used phrase i'm not crazy she's gaslighting me like this like storyline yeah okay 
the story. They keep coming back to it. Yeah, it's its own thing. And then there's a character in the second version um, who is like this female character. And you never really get a good look at her. And she's played by a guy that you can tell that. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, those two names are the same. It's like one of their cameramen also playing her. And it's kind (laughs) of amazing. I'm like, go, dude. Because everything else on his credits is, you know, back behind the scenes stuff. And it's got the slowest fight scene I've seen in the movie. It is so slow. And it's got the the second one from 2009 or whatever has the OG Ruby from Supernatural. And our girl, Lacey Chabert. Yes. And she smokes. (gasps) I know. No, that is not very uh, Toaster Strudel or Hallmark movie of you. But it is one of the secrets she has in her giant hair. The, the Her secrets is her secret pack of cigarettes. Yes. So um, I guess on that note, we'll see it in two Tuesdays from now. Yep. Two Tuesdays. Two Tuesdays. From today. Yep. So that would be... We're bad at math. Don't make us do this on the fly. 26. 21st? You'll see. You'll hear us again many more times. In Tuesday, in, but not Tuesday. the next Tuesday. Which but the is Tuesday after that Tuesday. The Tuesday after that Tuesday. Because um, today is Tuesday the 7th. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. Not going to learn. You know what? You know when it is, probably. And if you don't... It's don't, like, you know what? It's It came out. You know what day it is. Look at the post. It'll have a date on it. Um, so find us on all the socials and... Watch me on TikTok because I'm having too damn much fun with it. And please, 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 please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends to do the same. And write about us on your blogs and tell everybody how awesome we are. Because we love doing this, but we also are very sensitive souls who need to be told that we're special. Like, you know, we're we're super out of touch. So just put us on all of your live journals, (laughs) Uh, on your your MySpace page. Your Zangas. Your MySpace page, for sure. Um, Your Angel Fire website. Yep. Uh, your, Your Yahoo answers <laughs> make sure that you can find us on alta vista yeah uh and definitely uh ask jeeves which is now just ask by the way we do know that for sure we do know that for sure i miss jeeves i miss clippy too clip it's like hey it looks like you're working on a letter it's like i i know clippy i know it's like do you want some help and i'm like from a sentient paperclip kind of it's like i mean if clippy i need a clippy in my life it's like hey it looks like you are trying to make a bechamel. Do you want help? It's like, yes, yes, I do. That's I, what you, uh, I think Clippy has just turned into you. <gasps> and I guess on that bombshell, class, class dismissed. dismissed.